All right, let's pray and we'll get started. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the opportunity we have to be here. Thank you, Father, for blessing us with the, with the privilege of being, a, of being your children or having the opportunity to be your children and to have you as our Father. Uh, we are in awe of you and of your power and of your majesty, and we cannot say thank you enough. Father, bless us this morning. Uh, bless us as we study. Bless us as we worship together as a family. And bless all of those that are watching us online this morning in this class and in worship. Uh, be with them as they as they struggle in their own in their own places where they are. Father, we pray for those of our number who can't be here this morning, but for one thing or another, we've got people that are sick and people that are traveling, and we just pray for them, Father. We pray your blessings upon them in whatever situation they're in. Father, thank you. Thank you again for, for giving us the word, for, uh, for giving us a, a, a written down collection of things that we know came from you and that we can apply and we can learn and we can, we can adapt to our lives. We can adapt our lives to, the, to what we read so that we can be the very best we can be. Thank you, Father, for that. Open our hearts and open our minds this morning as we, uh, as we look at it and give us clarity of thought so that we can uh, see clearly what it is we need to do. Thank you, Father, and bless us. And again, we always thank you for your son, the, for the sacrifice that he went through so that we could be where we are and who we are. But we're so grateful. Father, thank you so much for him. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Okay, we're going to be in John chapter 15. Like I told you before, this is a dialogue between Jesus and his disciples uh, that right before he's going to go to the garden, right before he's going to go pray in the garden. So 15, 16, 17, he even started in chapter 14. Uh, but if you go to chapter 17, we're not going to go there yet. But chapter 17, he, he says, my prayer is not for you alone. My prayer is for all of those who will hear about me through you and through your message. And that's us. That's all of us who down through the ages. Here we are looking at what he told his, 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 his disciples, and we know that he not wasn't talking to us he wasn't talking to us directly, but in a sense he was talking to us. You know, here we are looking at this and saying, okay, what is this going to mean to me? What is he saying? And what am I going to have to apply? What needs to happen here? So we're going to read the first five verses, or first four verses, and uh, uh, and I and I want to, and then we're going to talk about it. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that he will be, so it will be even more fruitful. You already know, you already are, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. For this dialogue, he is going to, he's going to map out the kind of people that we're supposed to be, what he's going to expect of us, how he's going to expect us to live, how he's going to expect us to think, how he's going to expect us to talk, everything he's going to map out. You know, he's already started it, but here he's going to, you know, there's, a, there's going to be a long dialogue here, 15, 16, and then there's going to be uh, some, some more things, that he, and then all the, way, all the way to the end of chapter 17. So we're going to be at it for a while. And what kind of people... There's all kinds of people out in the world today that call themselves Christians. Okay? All kinds of people. And come on in, guys. We're in John chapter 15. So, there's, there's all kinds of people with all kinds of different theories, ideas, directions, dialogue, doctrinal stances, all of that. Much of it, many of them, don't line up anywhere close to the book. Okay? They don't... You, you, you're not going to, you start lining the book up with them, you're not going to mistake it. 
you're going to know pretty quickly. If you don't know the book, there's many of them that sound really good. They they got a great dialogue. They got a great great thing that they do, and the the, the, the things they say are, are all fine. It says sounds okay until you start lining up with the book. All right. So here he said, Jesus said, "I am the true vine." Okay. He's gonna he's relating it to a grapevine. This is really what they what he's relating it to. But he said, "I am the true vine." He said, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Something I want you to do, you cannot engraft branches into the vine. You don't do that. Okay? That's the vine producing those kind. All my job is, all your job is, is to bear fruit. Okay? Who's going to do the pruning? You understand what the word pruning means? What does it mean? What does it mean to prune? Cut back? The word actually means to clean. To clean. The gardener would come through and he would clean the, the, the fruit of parasites. He'd, clean, he'd take off the ones that, that, were, that were not good and throw them away so that the rest of the cluster could grow and the grapes could grow even fuller and plumper. That's what they the so the gardener now is is pruning and cleaning and and you know you know for some uh, there was a guy that I used to know that had tomato plants and his tomato plants would be really tall and, and be just loaded and what he would go is he'd go every day and he'd go out there and he would pull the suckers off you know the suckers are between there'd be a sucker and he'd pull them off and clip them and he clipped the leaf and these things would just grow and they'd be beautiful be, be cages just full of tomatoes you know and it took a lot of work he took a lot of work to do that and to make his because he babied his plants and he and he and he cared for them and he cleaned them of all the little parasites and stuff and all the little the worms and stuff that would get on them he'd clean them that's what the gardener does to this vine that the branches you are a branch whether you're going to be a branch that's going to produce the fruit that needs to or not that's up to you the gardener's trying to get you to produce He's doing everything he can do to make you produce. He tells these the disciples, he said, he said, you're already clean. You've already been pruned. Why? What what he said, he said, you are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. So do you get a sense of what how the gardener is going to prune you and how he's going to clean you? How is it, what's he gonna, what did he tell these guys? By the word. He said, the word is what's going to clean you. The word is what cleans cleansed you already. So the gardener's going to come along and he's going to prune and clean and 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 he's going to put his hands on on you to make sure of your fruit. You know, he's going to use the whole branch and he's going to make sure that branch is healthy. Okay, look at what else he says. He said uh, in verse 4, Remain in me as I saw remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can the, the you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Okay, saying you can't... A, a, a branch apart from the vine will not survive. Right? Okay. That works in any kind of plant. You take the you take a, a limb off of a plant. You take a limb off of a tree, cut it off. What's going to happen to it? It will not survive. It will die. Everything on that all that limb will die. It has to be plugged in to the life source. What's the life source for us? Jesus. We have to be plugged in to the life source. He said, "Everyone that remains in me." You know, we'll be fine. I want to talk about the fruit. He said, he said, I'm gonna I'm gonna clean you and prune you so you produce fruit. What's the fruit he's talking about? 
What do you think the fruit is he's talking about? The word? What do you think he's talking about? That it, it can't the, the word is not because that's what he uses to clean and and and, and help make me healthy is is the word. Alright? So what is it? The fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit? I want to take you to a couple of texts. I want you to I want you to uh, to uh, go to, to Ephesians chapter five. And then we're going to look at Galatians chapter five. And we're going to look at verse 8 and 9. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Now, stop right there. You have been grafted in to the vine. You once weren't, and now he's grafted you into the vine. You're, you're thriving off the vine of Jesus Christ. And he said, live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. So what, what does this tell you here? If you're going to be grafted into the vine, which is Jesus, if you're going to call yourself a Christian and say, I love Jesus, I serve him, then this is what's going to have to happen. This is part of the fruit that you're going to experience. He said, live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Tell me how that works. How does it work where the fruit that you're is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth? I'm going to change from the person I was, and, and I'm going to start applying the good from, from that I'm getting from the vine, and I'm going to apply it to the fruit. I'm going to apply it to this vine, which is going to produce more of that of the same. Our righteousness. Was Jesus right with God? Was, was he righteous in, him, in himself? Absolutely. So if I'm plugged into the vine, if I'm growing and, and feeding off the vine, what am I going to be? I'm going to be righteous. I'm going to strive with everything I have. You know, do, when you look in the mirror, do you see righteousness and goodness and truth? Is that what you see? Not usually. Not most of the time. What do you see? You see the flaws. You see the stuff that's that's not good, right? So what? So, but what is the, the what is he telling me that I have to do? I have to I have to feed off of him so that I can become that person, not the person in the dark, but the person that's in the light, person that's feeding off. That's going to be some of the fruits going to have. Now look at Galatians chapter five. Okay. You remember that we've talked about this before, that, that when I'm washed by the blood, when I've been washed by the blood, okay, come in contact with the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. The blood is what cleanses me. That's what Ephesians chapter 1, that's what Revelation chapter 1, that's what all these texts talk about, is that the blood is what cleansed me. Not any act that I did, but what Jesus did on the cross, and then I come in contact with that blood. And because I came in contact with that blood, there's a gift that's been given to me. It's called the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is no longer with me. Now he's in me. Okay? So now I have the Holy Spirit living in me. And the Holy Spirit's going to bring a mindset. Remember, this is the this is the, the limb grafted off the vine. So the Holy Spirit's going to bring a mindset. And the mindset is, here's what Barbara said. For the, in verse 22. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So the fruit that I'm going to start producing are these fruits right here. How's that working for you? How's it working for you? Good some days. Some days good? Okay. How, how, is it, how is it working? How, does it, how, is, this, how is this where 
God is taking the word and he's and he's and he's grafting, I mean cleaning you with the word. How does that happen? How does he do that? You know we're gonna we're gonna get to the we're gonna get to that in a minute, but you know what I want to, to I want you to, to think about this morning is am I producing the fruit that a vine that a branch off the vine is supposed to produce? Am I producing that fruit? Am I doing the things that a Christian is supposed to do, or do I look like people in the world and just and just talking? Or am I living it? Living that that truth? Am I am I striving to apply these principles? Am I allowing the spirit to grow me and help me to become this person? Am I doing that? Is that what I'm doing? Is that what you're doing? How 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 is that working? Are you what's happening? What's happening to where that that's becoming a, a thing a thing in your life? How is that working? Remember, you're supposed to be bearing fruit. Here's some of the fruit that you're gonna bear. What is that fruit? What what is that fruit? You know, you know, when, when I grow a tomato plant or when you grow a grapevine. I don't grow grapes, but I've, I've been around enough Mustang grapes with my grandparents to know what happens when that grape... What is that grape, really? What is it? What does it consist of? It consists of a seed. And when it drops on the ground, the condition to right, what's going to happen? It's going to grow up another one like you, right? So these, these, these things are designed to help us to grow and help us to propagate more of the same. So we're going to use this these seeds... This fruit, this cluster of grapes, this cluster of things in my life, whether I'm going to be healthy or not, because if the gardener is going to tell us something, if he comes along and finds you're not doing this, he's going to cut you down. Now, let's look at that. Let's look at what he said. Look at verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. There's a lot of people out there that are striving to do this apart from him. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into all this online. I'm not gonna get you know name on none of that stuff. But if you if you read the text, if you study the word, you're gonna find out pretty quickly there are people out there that talk the game but aren't the game. They talk it but they're not really it. You know they live like they they talk like they do but they don't live like they do. Okay, there's a there's a mindset that has to happen here if I'm gonna be in Christ that I'm gonna become like Him. He's gonna talk about that in a minute. Look at what he said. But he said. I, re- I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. All right? So I know if I'm in Christ, I'm going to be bearing the fruit that Christ has told me to bear. I'm going to be adding those things by truth and righteousness and goodness. I'm going to be adding to my life. I'm going to be striving every day to become like that. Okay? I am going to, I'm going to have to work against Satan because Satan's going to try to do exactly the opposite in my life. I'm going to do everything I can do to become the person I can be. What are you doing to do that? What are you doing to do that? Stay in the Word. What did He tell? What did What did Jesus say? Tell His disciples, "You're already clean because of the Word that I've spoken to you." What cleaned them? The Word that He spoke to them. So, what I need to do? I need to listen to the Word He was speaking to them, so that that the gardener can use it to clean me as well, to make me healthy, make me better. I need to be in the Word. I've told you and told you and told you guys. Told you and told you. If you're not in the Word, and you're spending all the time on your phone, all the time on your games, all the time on your on YouTube, all the time on whatever, and you're not in the Word, guess what's going to happen? I'm just telling you, you cannot do that. 
You cannot spend all of your time doing secular stuff and not doing spiritual stuff and stay spiritual. You can't. I don't care. You can come to church every time the doors open. You can sing all the songs, give all the money you got in your wallet, and you're still not going to be the vine that God. And one day, look at what He said. He said, He said, "I am the vine; you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you may, you'll stay. You're going to be hanging off the vine. You'll be hanging there. Okay. If you do not remain in me." You are like a branch that is thrown away and withered. Such branches are picked up and thrown in the fire and burned. Okay? What, what do you think? They're thrown away. What happens if, you, if you're thrown away? Where, what do you lose if you're thrown away? I lose the connection. I lose all that, that vitalness that I need from the branch. I, I lose that. He, tell, he tells them here, he said, he said uh, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, Whatever you wish, it will be done. Well, we're going to get that in a minute. But he said, you're thrown away. At, uh, verse 6. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withered. Such branches are picked up and thrown in the fire and burned. You know, you know when you when you start, to, when you see a branch first broke up, you know, when you have a strong wind, you have tomato plants, and you try to put cages around them and keep them from the wind so the wind doesn't blow them all apart. And uh, invariably, you'll have one that, you know, I had some last year that, that had nice tomatoes and the branch was broke. And you try to prop it back up, hope that it's going to be okay. You can tie it, hope it's going to be, and it, and invariably, what happens? Well, you start to see how you start to see it wither. You start to see the leaves start to curl up. You know what's coming. You know that that branch, you've lost that branch. You know, I mean, I mean, you you've lost that the ability for that branch to bear fruit. Any fruit that was on it, it's going to die. It's not going to turn red. If it's green, and the little bitty ones, they're not going to they're not going to get bigger. They're not going to get red. They're not going to get ripe. They're going to die. And he said. Anyone that doesn't remain in me, you can. This, this limb can be broke and be still hanging on the on the on the stalk of the tomato plant, still hanging there. You can put it back up, tape it up, you know. And, and but it's not. It's done. It's done for. And it, in a few days, you start to see that it's done for. That's what he said. He said, "I'm looking at you. The gardener's looking at you." And he said, "Here's one that's broken. Here's one that's hanging on by a thread. Not going to make it. Starting to wither." And it breaks off, falls to the ground. He said, I'm going to pick them up and throw them in the fire. That's a scary thought. Remember, we're not talking about tomato plants here. We're talking about us. We're talking about those of us who have who have professed Jesus as our Savior, have come to him on his terms, and, and we have been grafted in by the gardener, grafted in. Okay? And, and we're supposed to be producing fruit, and something happens, something breaks us, we allow something to happen, whatever it is, and we're broke. And now we start to wither. And he says, he says that one's going to be thrown in the fire. What happens if it's your, if you're thrown in the fire? What happens? What what's the loss then? No more reward. No more nourishment. No more connection. Now I'm lost. I'm gone. Is that is that something you're willing to take take a risk with? If I know that 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 staying here. In this place, I may not be everything that you want me to be. I may not be everything you expect me to be. Probably I'm not in some instances. Some of you don't like me very much sometimes. You know that. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm trying the best I can, but sometimes my personality gets in the way. You know, I just it is what it is. You know, I'm trying to stay in the Word. I'm trying to work on it. There's times when I get it, and that time, man, I missed that one. Missed that opportunity. But I'm trying not to be one that's broken and withering so that they come and catch me, take me, and put me in the fire. 
I know that's a possibility. I know it is. It's a possibility for me. It's a possibility for one of you. It's a possibility for those that are watching. There's people watching that aren't even grafted in yet. They haven't even decided if Jesus is who they want to follow or not. I'm telling you, there's no other way. Jesus said there's no other way. The gardener's going to come, and he's going to pick up those branches, and he's going to throw them into the fire, and there's no more reward. The reward is gone. The reward of being grafted in and producing fruit that is going to produce more fruit is, is gone. I don't want I don't want you to be in that place. I don't want to be in that place. This takes away the, the idea of once you're saved, you're always saved. Doesn't it sound like it to you? Pretty much does. So, you know, I mean, and he said, he said, if you remain in me and my words remain, listen, my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Okay? So, tell me, you're a branch grafted in the vine. Okay? And and you're you grafted into the to the one that gives you life. Took you from dark to light, took you from dead to law, from dead to alive, took you from lost to saved. Okay? You're grafted in. You're getting nourishment from the from the vine. The word is nourishing you. It's getting it from the vine. He is the word. Okay? And we're getting it from him. Alright? And he says, You ask, you, you and whatever you wish, it will be done for you. So what is your wisher going to be gonna be about? Tell me what your wisher is going to be about. If you if you're grafted in and you and you and the, the nourishment is flowing through you through the word and you're and you're and you're being clean, it's growing and your, your fruit's growing, pleasure's big, what's your wish you're gonna be about? But when you study the word or read it yourself, you see where your faults are and okay. work on okay. them. Okay. All right. What let me ask you. It's gonna be God's will. It's gonna be God's will. What is the what is the focus of the vine? What's the focus of the vine? I've got, I've got tomato plants. I've got 12 tomato plants I'm fixing to put out today. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be another 30-degree day. So to, to this afternoon, as soon as I get home, I'm putting these tomato plants. They've been in those little things too long. I had them. I was going to plant them. I said, can't plant them. It's going to, get, it's going to freeze. Then I found out it's going to freeze again. <laughs> and I said, man, is this ever going to go away? So I got these plants that we're trying to put out, put back in, keep them from freezing. They're getting a couple of them look kind of droopy. Now, looking so hot, George said, what's wrong with this one? I said, well, you know, it's been in that little thing for a long time, and it's used up all its food. There's no good food in there. It needs to get put in the ground where it can be nourished. What am I expecting? I'm the gardener, all right? What am I expecting from those plants? Great. You know what you're going to expect? You know what you're, you're expecting my plants to do well, because you know what's going to happen this summer? What are we going to do this summer? You know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have... Movie nights, remember? Yeah. And what did we usually do? We had a hamburger night. Usually we made hamburgers, right? And those tomatoes y'all ate? Yeah. yeah. So it's going to benefit all of us, right? Oh, if they do well. I'm expecting them to do well. Now put them in the ground for nothing. Not for, i got other things I could be doing instead of that. So what's the vine? What is the, what is the tomato plants? What is its DNA? What's it geared for? Produce to produce tomatoes, right? What is this vine? geared for to produce fruit so if my wisher is right what is it going to be about wishing to bear fruit to my fruit get stronger like you did i get stronger that i bear more fruit that the fruit gets better and better and it gets plumper and juicier and it gets to the point where the vine is happy and the gardener is happy with me and the only way that happens is that the word remains in me you can't do that like this you understand what I'm saying? 
It will not come through the, through the covers of this book. Don't try to get it from me, guys. Okay? Don't, I, I talk, don't try to get it from Cole. That is not a good recipe for success. I'm not saying he's going to tell you wrong. I'm not going to tell you I'm going to tell you wrong. But if that's, that's your access to the Word, you're in trouble. Because you're going to use that same criteria for somebody you listen to on YouTube. Or somebody you listen to on TV or something. We don't we don't eat just once a week or twice a week. There you go. You need to eat every day. There you go. <laughs> yep. My little tomato plants need to eat. And they need to be in the ground so they can eat. And, and I'm going to accomplish that today. We're going to put them in the ground so they can eat. Because they look like they're starving. That's what they look like. You know, a couple of them. Not all of them, but a couple of them. A couple of them got really big. They got pretty good. I guess they had more food in that little container they're in. Yeah, but the, the point is, is, is his his call to us, look at what he says again. He said, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I know what I wish for. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be fruitful. I want to be fruitful. I know if I'm fruitful and take advantage of my opportunities and my talents, that is going to help benefit the rest of the vine. I know that. If you do what you're supposed to do this morning, your wisher should be, God, please help me to do this in a way that they can grow and learn from it. And they're going to get strong from it. Right? That's where I would. I'm not going to be wishing for something I don't have any need for. I'm not going to be wishing for this or wishing for that or wishing for another car. Wish, you know, God's going to give me what I need to accomplish what it is he's got me to do. He's given me a talent. He's given my wife a talent. She's going to be up here at 430 in the morning. Well, about quarter to five in the morning. You know why? Because she's good at it. And she wants to do it. You know? He's given her that talent. She hadn't she, hadn't, she could easily lay in bed and say, you know, I don't think I want to do this thing. Yeah. She could. Yeah. She won't. Not in her. You know why? Because she's producing fruit. If you ask her, she'd say, I'm not where I need to be. Huh. Ask me. I'm not where I need to be either. I, I can envision myself being richer and fuller with this with this fruit than I am. I can see that. You know, and he said here, he said, I gotta remain in the word. So I'm gonna remain in the word. I'm gonna do whatever I have to do to say make sure I'm in the word. You know, I'm gonna spend time with him. I'm gonna spend time with him talking to him. I'm gonna spend time, you know, this is a two-way conversation, right? Right. Now, I'm not saying for you to start praying to him and then sit around and wait for him to answer you. Open the book and let him answer you. Open the book and he'll answer you. That's how he answers you. doesn't whisper in your ear, I'm ready for you today. He will tell you right here, I'm ready for you today. I'm ready for you to start working, to do what you need to do, wherever I put you. You know, and he said, he said uh, this is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciple. Showing yourself. I want you to turn back to chapter 8, just for a second. Look at chapter 8. What did, he just, what did he just say here? I'm going to read this again, and then I'm going to tell you what verse. He said, this is to my Father's glory. Okay? If you're here this morning and you're going to worship and it's not the right way with right attitude, it's not going to bring glory to God. Okay? He said, this is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now, look at chapter 8, verse 31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, 
you are really my disciple. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. How do we know that I'm really a disciple? Holding to the truth, and then letting the truth set me free. What did he say over here? He said, my word has to remain in you. Then they'll know you're my disciple. Then they'll know. Then he's, then he's going to tell them, uh, he told them back in chapter 14, I think, where is it at? Now we'll get we'll get there later. All right. So he said, he said, I gotta remain in his word. If I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna be a fruit, fruitful vine, a fruitful branch on this vine, I'm gonna remain in his word. How many I'm, I, I don't even I just want to ask you this. I would probably say that there's some in here that say, I really need to get a handle on this in my life. I'm really not doing well with this. I don't read enough. I don't study enough. I don't. Uh, I don't let God communicate with me enough. Would Would you say that's true? You don't have to raise your hand. Just I can. I can see it. In most of your faces. You know that. You know, I need to. I need to do better with this. Be careful, guys. Be careful that it gets to a point where you're not doing it much at all, and you're in danger of falling, and being broke off off the vine. Because this is how the gardener is going to prune you and clean you. It's going to clean you and prune you by by your allowing him to use the word to do that. How did? Let me ask you. How does the word clean you? How do you think it? How do you think the words cleansed you in your life? How do you think it's done that? How do you? How do you think that's happened? You think it's happened in your life, any of you? It changed your priorities. It changed your priorities. It changes your action items. Okay. The the list of fruit of the spirit is not nouns. It's no. It's things you need to be doing. Yeah. Same way in verse 19, it talks about all this, the sinful stuff yeah. that are action items that you're doing wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you don't you don't pray for joy. You pray to be joyful. You pray yeah. to bring joy to others. There you go. Others, but that's the wish. That's the wisher. Okay. That's what Jesus wants. So that's what we're wishing for. That's what we're praying for. That's what we want. You know, He said, "Give you everything that you wish for." Well, I'm wishing for the same thing that the, that the vine wants. The, the vine itself, what does it want? That's what I want. You know, how does how does that how does the gardener come around and cleanse you? Because Satan is out there, okay, and he's throwing germs and bugs and, and all kinds of chaos, and it gets easy to get distracted, doesn't it? it? Gets easy to get he takes our personality and he uses it against us sometimes. And he and he puts us in situations where we're gonna blow up, where we're gonna have a meltdown, or whatever it may be. He's going to put us in those situations. And the Word's trying to tell you, calm, patience, be forbearing, be gentle, be meek. And we forget all that and, and only looking at the chaos that Satan just put in front of us. And now we're not dirty now. Now we've gotten dirty. And so we have to go back to the Word to let it clean us again. So how did, how did that, you know, it, it, Scott said it changed my priorities. How did it, how did it, how did the word cleanse you at you some point in your life? How did that? How did it do that? Yeah, Bobby. Did this come first? Okay, that that had to come first. Yes. And and did you did you know that all along, or did it just become evident at some point? Become evident at some point. Was there something that that triggered that? Uh, neglect. Why? How did neglect trigger it? Uh, knowing, knowing to do right but not doing it. Okay, so you knew the right thing to do. You just decided. You know, this is too hard. I'm not going to do it. Or you say, I don't care. Right. They, that and the, so the neglect, the neglect of righteousness. Right. Remember the fruits. What do you say? Goodness, righteous, and truth. Right. So he said, I neglected righteousness. I got involved with other things, neglect of it, 
and it and it became a necessity, right? You, you know, it had to become a priority. It had to become, you know, I'm going to start doing something. That's you know, first. Many people are many people that that are watching, or maybe people that watched, said, you know, my life's a mess. Where am I going to go from here? I've tried everything else. Nothing worked. You know, maybe I'll try this Jesus thing. You know, I'm telling you what Jesus requires of you. He is the vine. Get grafted into the vine and start producing fruit. And that's going to happen by letting the gardener cleanse you with the word. So you're going to get in the word and you're going to start studying. You're going to let the gardener clean you and clean the, the riffraff, the nonsense out so that you become better. But but you're talking about neglect that I had it before and I, w I walked away and neglected it. You're talking about a, a, other things priority in my life and I had to get back to the priorities that were natural and true. Anybody else? How did how did the word cleanse you? How did that? How did the gardener use the word to uh, to to cleanse you? Yeah, Vincent. I was dead, and I came alive when I started. Okay. Obeying what he said. So it gave you life. Gave me life. Okay. So it, it I won't say it gave you life, but it told you how to get life. Yeah. And then as you as you started reading it, it 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 made you kept you alive, kept you living in the right place, right? Out of dark into light. Out of lost into saved. Right? Okay. You know, there's there's a, there's opportunities for every one of us to, to get involved with this and to do something. Like I've told you before, spend time in the Word. Spend time with God. Spend time just just studying. You know, I, I want to I finish this, but let's, let's go on. And verse 9, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. So now I know I've got to remain in the Word, and I've got to remain in His love. All right? And what did he tell us? He said, now look back at chapter 14. Look at, what does it say in verse 15? Somebody tell me what does it say in verse 15? If you what? Love me. If you love me what? Keep my commandments. You'll keep my commandments. So here he says, remain in my love. How am I going to do that? i got to keep his commandments. How are you going to keep his commandments if you don't know what they are? If you listen to me and Cole tell you, you're in trouble. Right? You're in trouble. You got to let God tell you what His commandments are. I can't tell you what His commandments are because they may be tainted a little bit from my perspective. Maybe I've got to learn them myself. So He said, "He said, if you love me, uh, you know, now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy be in you and that your joy may be complete." Okay. How how is this going to make your joy complete? That word really means full. How's it going to fulfill your joy? How's it going to make you more joyful? And where where you're less angry, less aggravated, less antagonistic—all those negative words that go with our that emotion of rage and 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 fear and anger—he says it's going to take that away. How's that working for you? Huh? It brings peace. How's that working for you? A lot better. Not better. You're a baby Christian. You're a baby Christian. I'm talking. What, what about these guys that aren't baby Christian? How's that working for you? How's that working for you? I, I'm, I'm serious. How's it? How is it work? How is that that the commandments of God and the love of Christ? How is it making your joy complete? How is it doing that when Satan is trying everything he can do to take your joy away, to undermine your joy? That's what he's doing. That's his job. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to undermine everything that we stand for, everything that we are, everything we are inside. He's trying to dis he's trying to take it away, right? Now God says, "I'm not going to let you be tempted more than you can bear." With every temptation, I'm going to give you a way of escape. He tells us that, all right? We know that God's involved here, but sometimes Satan seems to be talking louder to us than God. Why is that? Why is it? 
Because we're listening to the world and not listening to God. Gets right back to the same thing, doesn't it? If I'm listening to the world, there's so many avenues for them to talk to us. Right? Isn't it? Television. These phones. YouTube. I don't Facebook. I, I don't even know all the names of all of them. You know, there's all these things, ways for them to talk to you and get and for Satan to use to undermine what the truth is. What's the truth? You're a vine. You're a branch in the vine producing fruit. And you have a responsibility to, to stay there so you don't get cut off and thrown in the fire to remain in his word and remain in his love. You can't do one without the other. You understand what I'm saying? You can. I know people that are students of the word and don't love God at all. Yes, ma'am. I was just going to say, all those same things that Satan can use, God uses too. Absolutely. God can use too. Absolutely, he can use. And, you'll have and me... it's up to us to make sure that that's what we use and not the things that Satan uses. I have to know that from here. Yeah. Sadly, I've seen people fall away because they've been listening to the word, listening to the world, and they weren't listening to this. And saying, what does God say to combat this? What does God say to make it easier for me, make it more clear for me, so that I know when Satan shows up? And if he doesn't make it clear, I trust him, and I'm going to stay put until he does. Remember, this is a two-way conversation. When I talk to him, i got to be prepared to listen, and that means i got to be in the book asking him and, and letting him tell me what it is that I need to do. What did Jesus just tell us here? Stay focused on me. Stay in my love. Love me like I loved you. And stay in my words that I wrote to you. And everything's going to be fine. Won't it? You'll bear fruit. You may not bear it the, the, at, the, at, the, uh, at the speed you want, but you'll bear fruit. Okay? So, I, I don't know if I, if I, the one thing I, get in the book, guys. Get the book. How many times I have to tell you, get in the book. I know there are people in here that don't open your Bibles anytime during the week. I know that. It's time for you to open the book. It's time for you to open the Word. It's time for you to start reading. It's time for you to start studying. Because you have a danger of being withering and falling off and being thrown in the fire. Get in the book. Five minutes a day. Ten minutes a day. Whatever. Get in the book. We'll see you next week, guys. We'll pick it up right there. We'll talk more about the joy next week.